Today on CityCast Salt Lake, we're going to talk about something that a lot of us are looking for, creative community. I'm craving it. So I called up my friend, Moody Hobb. Moody is a writer and lover, and I'll say it, an incredible community organizer. From founding the restaurant Lizzie's Kitchen, hosting queer poetry nights, to helping overturn Utah's unconstitutional ban on same-sex marriage in 2013, Moody has always made Salt Lake City a more inclusive space. It's Wednesday, March 16th, 2022. I'm Madeline McGill, our newsletter editor, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. I'm so excited to be joined today by my friend Moody. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Madeline? It's good to see you again. I'm doing, I'm doing pretty well. It's hard, I think, to make the adjustment this week with the time change, but having later sunsets has actually been a beautiful addition to my week. Oh my God, it just lifts your spirits up to be more in the sun. Let's talk about Salt Lake City. Um, So Moody, you are the founder and co-creator of an incredible restaurant, Lizzie's. You now have left and are focusing on your own creative practice and helping others Mm -hmm. achieve uh, healing and love through writing. Uh, How does it feel to be building writing community in Salt Lake? Like, what would you like to see? What are your goals? I would like to see more honest conversation around all kinds of pockets of the community. Most of the time when I sit down with a person, we each have a notebook and a pen. We discuss, write, read, discuss, write, read. It takes you in so much deeper and you're building honest communication. And when you're that vulnerable, because writing is a vulnerable practice and sharing it is as well. Mm. you're you're creating deeper connection, you're creating community, you're not healing your aloneness, but lending yourself to those around you, and they do the same. I am so passionate about this work and not only helping guide people into their own self-discovery, but healing the divide or the belief that we are separate because we're not. Mm -hmm. Do you think that writing is meant to be shared? Yes. Yeah, I think it is. Maybe not with the world, um, although that is definitely possible, but at least with your community, your family, with your people. I find that when I want to tell somebody something, in order for me to be seen and heard, I write them a letter. Mm. It goes that much more deeply than just telling them in person. Because when I'm talking to somebody person, let's say someone in my family, and I really want them to see me and hear me. And we all know it's very hard to be truly understood by your family. There's just a lot of complications there. When I write them a letter, they have the time and their own aloneness to read it and reflect instead of immediately respond. Absolutely. I could not feel more strongly about this, especially in a society that pushes extroversion and verbal communication. Many people communicate best through writing, but there isn't always a space for us to understand and acknowledge that people need time to process difficult emotions. I wish there were more space for that. I also wish that as we start to see each other again in the world, uh, that we can be more intentional about creating space for writers in Salt Lake City. I am 
hungry for it. I want more poetry nights. I want the B storytelling nights to come back. I want uh, more queer poetry nights that you have been so graciously hosting at Under the Umbrella Bookstore. Writing for me is a part of how I process emotions that I'm working through. And it's almost like they don't live in, they don't live until they're on the page. And I can't uh, process them until I've seen them written. How did writing become a piece of your life? How has it shaped the arc of your own narrative? I love the way you worded that question. The earliest journal I have is from college. I don't remember writing much as a child, but my my childhood was very tumultuous. So I don't know if that I even had the, the opportunities to. But I first started to write in college. And after I got married and got involved in a relationship, I forgot all of that. And then one day I met my now teacher, Nan Seymour at the farmer's market. And uh, she invited me to write with her at a table. It's almost as if I had forgotten how to hold a pen and she showed me again. And it awoken um, the writer in me that had just been struggling inside, wanting to just express themselves. For those that don't know, Nan Seymour is uh, the founder and a part of the River Writing Collective. Uh-huh. Yes. Which is an incredible coalition of individuals. Uh, and Nan in particular, we might, you might be familiar with her work these last couple of months. She's doing a collective poem of grief and uh, restoration for the Great Salt Lake and has been out on the Great Salt Lake for over a month. Yeah, about 45 days. So let's talk about being writers in Salt Lake. When you arrived in Salt Lake, what was your initial experience with the creative community here? Yeah, that's a, a tough question because when I arrived to Salt Lake, I was 18 years old in 2006 and I was just evacuated from a war zone. So creativity was not on the forefront of my experience. It was more trying to find ground and root and survive. But over the years, um, this is this is true for all of us. We, we are creatives. We are born creatives. We're told by capitalism and other systems and structures that we we can't really pursue that creativity because we need to earn a living and be responsible and do all the things that uh, you are told you have to do in order to fit in. So we kind of dim the shine on our creativity. And I did that for a long time, for about a decade. I pursued a master's in economics and I thought I'm, well, I'm just going to be an economist and teach and study and um, big dollars, buy the house, buy the car. Then I just grew so tired of that and I decided to let go. It doesn't get easier when you let go. In fact, it gets harder, but there is so much more joy in community and in finding out who you are. Absolutely. And a quick addition on like the impacts of capitalism on us as writers. I found that in my own trajectory, writing underneath a capitalist framework encouraged me to turn my creativity into productivity. Uh, and I now am trying to let go of a productive framework of my writing and reconnect with that radical self-love capacity that allows me to write on my own timelines and of my own stories. Yes. Uh, so for those of you that are experiencing burnout in your creativity and are faulting your own minds for preventing you from <laughs> tapping into some unearthed potential, it's it's probably the system. It's, probably, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not just you. It's not you. <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> 
No. What are your dreams for this next chapter of Salt Lake's creative community? My dream, my dream is that we can all find the courage to be more vulnerable and sharing ourselves. Queer Poetry Night is this beautiful space, um, which I host once a month. Right now, it's at Under the Umbrella Bookstore, which is a queer bookstore, and people can just come and share their poems or read somebody else's, which is still an act of courage to stand up and read. Our most primal need is to belong and to be seen, to be heard, to be understood, to be loved. And in this space, there's a lot of love. You're standing up there reading a poem that you wrote and we all have this voice of like, oh my God, my poem isn't as good as, or it's not published. So I'm not really a poet and I'm not this and I'm not that. And here's a space where you just get to read it and everybody in the room is beaming their hearts at you, just warming you with love and encouragement and kindness. And it's the most hodgepodge group of people, like from every creed and color and race and sexuality and gender, we're like just all these weirdos in one room reading poetry to each other. Mm -hmm. And that vulnerability makes us so much more compassionate. That's always my favorite thing about Poetry Nights. This pandemic over the last two years, I feel like has cracked our hearts wide open by ourselves bringing that vulnerability into a shared space. I think there's no limits to the type of environment, supportive, caring, loving that it can create for people. Uh, well, Moody, do you have anything you'd like to read for us today? Any read? poems that are on your mind or something you're workshopping? Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you'd like. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll actually, I talk about being vulnerable. Um, I was, I um, facilitated a writing class this morning and here's something i wrote in class amazing yesterday while lamenting to my friend christy about the liminal space i'm in she said isn't it all wonderful you pushed yourself offshore in a tiny boat and into the middle of the ocean of course you feel directionless and unstable but now you can go anywhere pick up your oars okay christy i thought that was beautiful but i might drown and i'm tired she is right, though. This was all my choosing. And wherever I get to will also be my choosing, barring any storms. It does not mean it's going to be easy, though. So here we are. Here I am, stuck at sea, praying for help, resting when I can, writing my words in the water, being washed away with the sorrow of every push of the wave, as if the world is saying, try again, try again, try again. That was the best kind of vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 the, that's the beauty of um, trusting yourself to just put a word and then another word and then another word. We're, we're not writing to impress. We're not writing to publish. We're not writing to be good. We're not going to edit. This is just self-expression. Yes, 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 yes. And for anyone listening, I hope maybe this conversation is a doorway for you because you are a writer, um, regardless of what you're doing today or yesterday or tomorrow. Uh, and I hope that you'll come join some of Moody's Queer Poetry Nights. Yes, please. Thanks, Moody, for joining me today. Uh, I am really excited about the community that you're creating in Salt Lake and beyond. Uh, and I thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you, Madeline. Same to you.
fired up after that conversation to find some ways that we can continue to foster creative community in Salt Lake. Here are just a few ideas for this upcoming weekend. You can check out the newest exhibitions at the Utah Museum of Contemporary Art this Saturday and join a workshop to create some of your own. Amplifier, a nonprofit design lab, is creating art for the movement, and you can create your own pop political art this Saturday, 1 p.m. at Umoka. I also am a huge fan of live model figure drawing. Don't knock it until you try it. And as a standing invite, the Leonardo hosts three-hour, one-pose sessions every Saturday at 9.30 a.m. Let's go check it out. That's all for today here on CityCast Salt Lake. And I'd be remiss not to tell you, you should really sign up for our newsletter. I... I write it. (laughs) The link is in the show description, so you really don't have any excuse. But... Thanks for having me, friends. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.